away. Just thought I'd let you know. That's what we can say when we say, what are you about? And you can say you've been sick. I'm sick. Got in your car. Got in your car. Felt your spirit leave with the old one. I'm fucking snotty nosed kid today. Excellent. That that. Gross. You've just done it. Welcome to Podcast <laughs> 19, everybody. The Paranormal Guide Podcast 19. My name's Ashley Hall, the Paranormal Guide. And as always, joined by co-hosts. Tom. Macintosh. Yes. Spilios Zagopoulos, <laughs> aka Smelly Kid today. Aka Spills and Tarn. Now, it's been two weeks since we were last together. Now, I know Tarn has done a lot of stuff, a phenomenal amount of paranormal stuff in those two weeks. We'll get to her in a sec. Spills. I know you're going to say you haven't done a lot. Correct? No, actually, I was going to say that <laughs> the other night... You know, 11.30 at night, I did something, but... Oh, you did? Yeah, so That's right, we did, but we'll get to that in a sec. So we'll let Tarn talk about what she has been doing, and we can lead into that. We'll get into what I've been doing. But Tarn has been the superstar this past fortnight at doing things of a paranormal nature. What have you been up to? Take it from here. Okay, well, I started with a couple of other friends, not you two, up to Gladstone Jail. And so it's just three of us all night in the jail. Um, we started early during the daylight to see what we got in the drunk tanks, and that was pretty full yeah. on in there. As you all, you know, we've yeah. all talked about the Gladstone. Yeah, we've before. done an episode on it before, yeah. but just give us a quick rundown yeah. on the jail. Now this um, new buildings open up, so um, coming between B Wing and the Centre Circle, there's the women's laundry. So it's a nice place to investigate because the women all felt safe there. Lots of machinery around. It all smells very new and cleaned. It's all been cleaned up beautifully there's all the old stuff in there so really good place to go and investigate once again as you all know Gladstone Jail's 20 bucks a night yep. per person rural jail Gladstone South Australia the laundry Tana's mentioning has been basically closed off from tourists and investigators for a long time as renovations and it was being patched up yeah, so it was so a dangerous been, area to be in it's been open three weeks now yep so um we spent a fair bit of time in there i thought we'd do some different stuff and um we also spent some time in the birthing unit um that what the room with the bed the, yeah, the, yeah which was used as a birthing unit which is the end of b division which was the women's wing on the on the jail is that the one with the double bed in it yeah yeah, yeah okay so i was lying on the bed um with a with emily did you have your legs in stirrups just, Ready to go. Oh, well, I didn't know how much we were getting. Anyway, we were just lying there with our knees up. Just well, come on. We're trying to provoke something to happen, and we're in a birthing unit. So, yeah. what are you going to do? You're have a course. baby. Yeah, and then um, Emily was pretty quiet. And listening back to our recordings, um, you can hear my recording and her recording. Both of them sound really different. What comes through on the recordings, and we can't pick who it is laughing because <clears throat> okay. it's not I don't believe it's me she doesn't believe it's her and it's not Robert so you can hear laughing we can hear laughing in the birthing, in the birthing unit, unit with you yeah. now this was now. only on the playback not at the time okay let's do it different we'll go in we did um, burst EVP sessions in um, at the start of all our recordings yep. um, we synced our recordings as we went because it's much easier when you come back to review yes. evidence then the other thing we did was in between each lot we would go back review our evidence it's easier if you're all sitting there in between and you've just done it but all audio was reviewed on the night because it's easier than you know yeah massive long facebook chats going have you checked out this look at yeah. this and and obviously syncing your equipment is very important for that so that was really really good so um but the birthing unit we had lots of things happen i was getting incredible pains um 
I can't say they were like childbirth because I've got no idea what that's like. Yeah. But, <laughs> Fair enough. But it was um, pains I don't know, so perhaps it is like childbirth. So, um, yeah, that was pretty good place to investigate. And it's, it was nice to do it because I've never done in there much before. So you, know? you were with um, a female friend and a male friend? Correct. Did the male friend have anything happen to him in the birthing unit? No. That you know of? So it was pretty much just focused on you and... Uh, are we allowed to say the names? Oh, yeah, I've already said that. Oh, Emily. So, so, so pretty much just you and Emily were experiencing anything. It was centered on you and Emily, the, the yeah, females but, but, in the birthing but unit. But the funny thing is, Robert on Knight. the night, it was only when I listened back to that <clears throat> recording after, and I sent it to Emily. Now, Robert, on the night we could hear his recordings, he got home to review it all, all gone blank. All gone. Oh, wow. He's had that happen several times. I know, there, I know. And we sent him off to his old legacy in the Aboriginal cells, and he was down there. Because I said to Emily, I said, he's not going to last. But give him his dues. I reckon he was gone at least half an hour down there on his own. Oh, yeah. That's not you bad. You know, considering yeah. he said... That's a creepy... Yeah. Air, that, like, yeah, that's the drug tank, I the walked him part. down there. I walked him down there because he couldn't remember how to get in there. So I took him in and said, are you right? Are you sure you want to do this? He goes, yep, yep, yep. So... I reckon that's something we do. I think the next time we go to Gladstone, if we all manage to make it there, we'll... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I reckon that's something good to do because it's kind of that fear thing is something that we don't often feel. And but if you're kind of in these creepy places by yourself, you're gonna feel a little bit more on edge. So I think that's something you know, that should be done every investigation. If you can find a part that's kind of far away and isolated and creepy, you have stories. Send people in there one at a time, see what they're getting. But the good thing and, is to investigate with different people. Whilst I've done a lot of investigating with Robert and Emily yep. together, just the three of us, no. You know, okay. so it's a completely different dynamic. Yep. And we're all done enough to know that if we feel something's not responding to one of us, shut up and let someone else talk, you know? Yep. Which was great. So, awesome. Yes. Thumbs up again for Gladstone Jar. Thumbs up from Gladstone. So, what was the biggest thing of the night for you that night? Can I play you the recordings later? Yeah, They're yeah, a bit yeah, too absolutely. personal to talk about. Oh, are they? So, they some personal recordings? No worries. So, sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> The, the big payoff you guys don't get Actually, to know about. Can we can we just pause the podcast, stop recording, have a listen, and then come back and talk about it? No! Specific? <laughs> all right. So, so that's Glass and Joe. We've all had great times there, but this time, fantastic. Yeah. You're going back again, definitely. Very soon. Loving Very it. Very soon. All right. Back to you again, Tarn. Okay. You, you helped someone celebrate their fifth birthday yes. last weekend. What? Appy. Tell us about that. Appy. Um, who, which, which stands, stands for... for Australian paranormal something incident. <laughs> <laughs> Australian paranormal phenomenon investigators. Yes. I just don't know how to say that word. That's okay. Well, we people so just how use that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So we were at um, it's now the Liverpool TAFE, which has um, been many different things in its time. As you know, it was a lunatic asylum for a while. It's over in Sydney. Over in New, Sydney, Liverpool, in New Liverpool, South in, Wales, so. yeah, yeah, in New South Wales. So we um, yeah. went over there for an all-night investigation. Included a wonderful gourmet barbecue that was supplied. Yeah. Um, then we did a ghost tour around the place. They've had lots of different things happening there and more than when I was there last time. And, um, of course, then we all got to go off in our groups. Now, Appy do their tours different than other groups do, which was great. So you go around to different stations. So we did... Um, I think there's about eight or so in our group and we started um in the dungeon but what we did is we put one person down one in which was the original morgue now we all had um closed circuit tvs on us so there was one person down there on their own the rest of us sat off probably about i don't know 100 meters away from them yep 
Um, and the idea was um, you're in there on your own in complete pitch darkness to see how you reacted. And obviously you've got cameras on you, so we can see what's going on. And then the other end, um, you were blindfolded and you had five minutes of white noise playing straight in your head. You couldn't hear anything else. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you're blindfolded. And they call that... The gas. Well, it's a similar to similar the Similar to the gas. So it didn't have the red light no, in your face no, as well? We no, just had, we just had the blindfold. That's on. all right. Man, so I opted for the blindfold. <laughs> and I was actually really calm. It was quite calm down in there, which is interesting because last time I was there, we had lots of um, things happening. We were doing table tipping down there. Okay. So... Um, very calm, very calm. What do you think of the Gansfield? I've done that. Have you had a good No, I haven't done it. We might have to do it when we go to True Yeah. Yeah, but what, what do you think of the Gansfield? Did, did you, because I found when I did, and I, I've done a, I'm pretty sure I've done it there, I've done it at Mountain Jar, I've done it several places. And of but, course in your own video, didn't you do it? At Casula Powerhouse. <laughs> but I found that you kind of start hearing some really weird things. So you got the white noise, which is going in your ears, but then your ears kind of try to find patterns or trying to find something that sound you start hearing weird noise like i've heard playground sounds and children oh, and yeah. furniture moving all this weird stuff did you did you experience any weird audio stuff like that because to me it sounded like a ghost box trying to cut in <laughs> of so you're listening really really interesting because nobody had died just before so it was just like you're just listening really intently but i didn't I didn't feel anything. And they said on the video, I didn't actually move during the whole five minutes. You did? Okay, that's not I bad. Just so, you got, so you were just calmly just sitting there, yeah. waiting for your time. The white noise goes off, take off you, and you're off on the rest oh, of no, your Oh, no, they night. came in and woke us with a torch. Okay, that's <laughs> nice. That's good. We could, yeah, I remember we, when we were doing the movie, we had they had to find a way to kind of calmly let me know that the session was done. They, we thought, you know, if someone comes up, you've just done that, and they just grab you on the arm, you're going to shit yourself yeah, so hard. Of course you would. So the yeah. light is a no, great, No, so what they did is they basically, because I was blindfolded, they just flashed the light at you to yeah. let you know that they're coming back in for you. Okay. So, yeah. That is awesome. And now finally, something we can all talk about. The other night. What is going on in the sky? Do you want to hear about the rest of what happened at Liverpool? Oh, have you still got more? <laughs> All right, go back to that. Okay. Go back. Keep so going. So we went around to different stations, as I said. Yep. Okay. So we were in, is it um, K Block? The uh, big three red, or four story one? Red brick. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. So, and even though it's one of the newest buildings on site, they get the most reactions. So what we were doing is playing different bursts of music and seeing what was reacting because okay. there's um, been lots of um, apparitions and noises and things being heard yeah, in there and um, so we we're playing things like um, Frank Sinatra um, bit of 80s music and Frank Sinatra the whole mood was changing and like we put people on every level of the building <laughs> so you could identify and at bottoms and tops of stairwells so we're all spread out yeah. completely different than I've ever done anything here and yeah that was really very very interesting so are they still in the toilets flushing by themselves and things there? Um, I'm not sure if they worked that out to be a faulty sensor or whether it was something going on, but yeah, Sorry, whenever Jack. I'd been there, it was mm. full toilets flushing, just really spontaneously throughout the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was really, really good. So it was a great night. Great yeah. night. Did anything happen? Significant? No. Okay. So no. no, but everyone was dressed up well, apart from me. Oh, come <laughs> on. I, I pulled the sick card. Sorry, I wasn't. I'm still recovering. Anyway, so I um. Yeah, everyone dressed up in great zombie outfits and all sorts of stuff. Pete dressed up as, I think, Raggedy Ann or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. There was a teen wolf wandering around. Cool. <laughs> See, we don't do enough dress-up stuff, and I love dress-up. 
Would you host a dress-up party? Here. Wherever. <laughs> Maybe. Good. Would, cool. you, would you dress up, Swiss? Of course I would. Absolutely. I don't know what I'd come as yet, but... Yeah. I'd come, do it. Come as you are. Come as Robert Waldo. As who? You were. Who's Robert Waldo? As I want you to be. The tallest man ever born. <laughs> oh, Wadlow. Robert Wadlow. Whatever. Waldo. Whatever. So... Event, Appy's event, the birthday event, five years birthday, phenomenal amount of time for a team to be together. That's fantastic. Yeah. Over Great 100 business. people were there. Right. Was really? Yeah. That is fantastic. How do you rate the event? Great event. Do it again if it was offered? Yes. In a heartbeat? Yes. Brilliant. And this is coming from someone who paid flights, entry, all that, accommodation, and you do it again, absolutely. That is a massive, massive thing. Excellent. Well done, Appy. Now to current events. Okay. What is going on? Is anyone on? else going to talk tonight? We will eventually. Just like, like, no, you're the only one that's done something in okay. the last four. So the other night I get a um, a phone call from my boss. I'm at work at the time. and Because um, he knows that I'm into different things. And he goes, walk out onto Tapley's Hill Road, which is all of you Adelaideans know is a big north-south road. And I'm in the western part, western suburbs part of it, you'd say. Anyway. So, um, and he goes, look out towards the Appleton Hotel and look off towards the right. And I'm like, okay, and I've still got him on the phone. He's rung on the work phone. And he's saying, can you see the lights? And I'm going, what are you talking about? I said, text me pictures. So I run back in, get my phone, and there is these pictures, which we will put up with a podcast. Yeah. And this thing was visible for a long time. He'd explained that he'd driven out of the city and he could see these lights and he got down to his gym down the port could still see them and they're there and they were there for quite some time but the killing thing is and i'm still waiting for his email is um last night he rings me again at 11 30 and i'm not at work at this point and he goes your mate's back your mate, your mate. <laughs> so and how he described the video i'm still waiting to see it before oh, i haven't seen put it out there. i haven't seen it myself uh, we're yet. hoping to get it before the yeah podcast, i know but, but it, um, okay i can recheck my emails if you wish but um yeah so let's wait for that video and see what it comes up so this was over the skies of adelaide so what was interesting about this so oh yeah in the meantime know. i've contacted my friends ash and spills <laughs> yeah. and they've gone for a drive to look for it well yeah so it was was, was it tuesday night it was wasn't it monday or tuesday night it yeah, happened yeah, it was, uh, so i post on the group i'm in bed yeah, i'm getting ready to ever. sleep <laughs> i thought i'll check facebook one last time check <laughs> facebook and there's a message from tan Light spotted over Port Adelaide. So I jumped straight in the car, flew down to Ashes, picked him up. We drove halfway there to a good vantage point. It's weird because I was just checking my phone. Because my phone was on silent. I wasn't getting notifications. I've just happened to check it about the same time you checked. Yeah. I was like, so it just coincidentally happened that we all managed to be in communication yeah. about this and then. And but we didn't I see couldn't anything. get out there. I know, I know. But we will, we we will put the photos up because they are... Considering these were taken just with a normal phone, unzoomed, and what you can see, I'm, I'm actually very curious. It is. And what is interesting is, so your, your friend or slash boss saw it that first night he saw it, and it was about 10.30 or whatever time it was. So we'll put yeah. all the correct times in the in a post or whatever. 10.47 and 10.48 <clears throat> for the photos. So. And then oh, yeah. two nights later, he saw it. One night uh, later. One night later, he saw it again about half an hour to an hour later. Hmm. In the so, exact same spot. So the question yeah. is, if we go out and look tonight, tonight. is there a chance we're going to see it again? That's, see, this oh, is the type do you know what? I'm going to repay him the favour and ring him at that hour. Absolutely. <laughs> this is what I'm talking like. You, 
we've got two events. Although it's kind of hard to establish a pattern, we've got same area of sky, similar times. Mm. Maybe it's appearing half an hour later each time, but if you kind of go out and have a look, we might be able to see if it appears again. So, you know, that's great that we've had it seen And twice, because but the photos have got the vision on the side of the building, anyone who's local probably ought to pick it and get in the same position and go, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no. Cool. Something's happening. And, you know, it'd be interesting. Look, if we, if we can't identify it, that's fine. If we do identify it as just some celestial body that we just didn't realise at the time, that's great as well. So, you know, that's what investigating's about. Trying to find an answer regardless of what that answer happens to be. Definitely. So, Ash, what have you been up to? I've been, I've not been up to a lot, definitely not as much as you, Tan, but um, I'm definitely keeping myself busy and I've started officially, and I'm saying officially here. Do you want a drum roll? No. Okay. The pre-production on another documentary, a paranormal documentary that many people, well, some of the people I've told anyway, I haven't kind of made it public knowledge yet, but some of the, some of my friends in the field are a little bit concerned thinking that I'm committing professional suicide awesome. with this documentary. Awesome. So, so you're opening a tour company? No, not quite. No. Um, look, I, I think... Paranormal documentaries, a lot of them will look at a location or look at... Typically, they're usually about a location. That's great. I love seeing history. I love seeing the homes. I love seeing people investigate these locations. But I've decided to start a series of documentaries where you're looking at certain aspects of the paranormal and things that aren't often covered, usually for very good reasons. And this very first um, documentary, I guess, is kind of relevant to everyone because it's something everyone's heard of, something everyone has captured in their photographs and in a lot of their videos. <gasps> something Those everyone little... has an opinion on. Something everyone definitely has a very loud opinion on. Oh, are you doing those... one on those dolls? Not one of those dolls. I'm talking about those little bubbles of joy orbs. <laughs> so, Excellent. if I say orbs at this table, I know we're pretty much all going to have the same opinion of it, most likely anyway. You know, we're very sceptical of the okay. orb phenomenon. Well, are it you... depends on what colour <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly and I'm looking at all that kind of thing so look I'd like to say this is going some to be some of them a, are see through some of them are solid oh, so it really depends there's all sorts of weird stuff out there and you know and I've, I've said at the start I'll try to do a balanced unbiased approach that's going to be impossible <laughs> absolutely impossible okay. I'm so However, can I just ask you a question then yes do you believe that you can have a real orb that's the question, and that's the question the pose is, do you believe every single orb out there is a mundane object, such as a reflection from moisture or dust or skin flakes or anything else, a bug or what have you? And it's far more now with our digital cameras than there ever was with our... Absolutely, stand. and you know what? And I'm not looking to answer a question. I think the question's already been answered, but I think I'd like to take a look at some of the personalities that are involved in both sides of this debate and see why people believe certainly the believers especially why they believe what they believe especially when there's so many people against them but so. the funny thing is ash we've both talked about seeing orbs that's what prompted it ah. <laughs> because you go as a skeptic and you and you, you don't believe in things and then all of a sudden you see what might be considered a classic orb and you think oh is there something to this i don't necessarily think there still is but I think that there's also a way to test because when you see someone put up a photo on an orb, you get a lot of these skeptics trying to say that's an orb, that's an orb, this and this and this is why. But I'm also going to test the investigators if they truly understand how an orb is formed. Why? I've got various means of doing that anyway. So I've got some cunning plans there to show people that they don't necessarily know shit. They might be correct, but they might be correct for different reasons and not from the knowledge they have. What do you think, Spills? Fair enough. Look, <laughs> I think... Um, 
Don't you fall asleep? It's gonna be an e- it's gonna be an interesting production, that's for sure. Look, personal opinion, I'm not saying that orbs aren't real. Um, I would say 99.9% of the photos I've seen online and through various other means, my opinion on them would more than likely be dust, um, lens flare, moisture, those sorts of things. Have you um, seen an orb with your own eyes? No. No, I haven't. So... Eh. He's not going to be on it. <laughs> well, no, he can be interviewed about his opinion. He's no, been best game for again, a long time. It's not about... And it, I'm, not just, I'm not saying that there isn't out there. I just oh. haven't seen it. And my personal opinion on what I have seen, I don't think, yeah. are a classic orb. However, I've I was... I've got some classic photos I've taken to try and get orbs. <laughs> I'll share one with you if you like. Look, I was there the night Ash saw something. And um, what interested me about that was... Uh, other or another gentleman there had witnessed that at the exact same time. Ash didn't know him, um, <clears throat> and they both described the exact same thing at the exact same time. So that's what interested me. Classical, and look, I'm not even really looking at that case. It will be mentioned in it, but really, it's it's yeah, just a, and this is really weird because. I'm an admin on pages and I refuse to allow people to post orb photos. Yeah. Like, utterly refuse. Like, if you try to post an orb photo in one of my groups, it's deleted, it is not shared, no one's going to see it. And I've started deleting older orb oh, photos. Are there... Except for one group. There is a specific yeah. group, which I started as a joke, which is now a fucking pop, fairly popular group in its own right. I started reading me in my orbs as a freaking joke. <laughs> and it's huge. Yeah. It's not huge, but there's several thousand the people. There's people doing reading. It's become its own thing. So it's just a really interesting phenomenon, just that not orbs itself, but the whole the reading sociology area. and the culture around it as well. So yeah, lots of interesting things. I've got a very interesting uh, kind of advertising campaign in mind for it too, which should get it out there. And <laughs> People that know me know I'm not entirely serious, so let's just say um, this isn't going to be your um, highly educational, <laughs> everyday, boring, talking heads, dreary, paranormal documentary. So yeah. So there's that. Now, I don't know what you guys think about it, having to be associated with a man who's decided to fucking do a documentary on orbs. And spend a lot of time and some money on doing such a thing where I already know what my answer is. I'm down with it as long as... It's kind of like coming out in the paranormal world, isn't it? (laughs) No, it would be if I said I was an old believer. I'm definitely not saying that. But I've got got some questions. I think there's putting that out there? I'm down with it as long as Do I... Do we have to have our real names if we're associated with that one? Of course, mate. Why wouldn't you? Like I said, uh, the orb phenomenon will, will not get by unscathed. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll stand oh, by my good. beliefs. No, you just kept cutting me off, so continue. <laughs> you said you were in your sick bed tonight. I was going to say, I'm down with it as long as I don't have to photograph too many oh, photos dude. of glitter. We are going on an orb hunt. Oh, I know we are. That's hey. easy. He can't. He's got a new car. Of course I can. We get orbs on his bloody reverse and side cameras, probably. Yeah. You got side cameras? Yeah. For I parking. guess all dodging cars do. Why I'm bloody cameras already. His car's basically the Guggenmobile. <laughs> Street view bloody photos just everywhere. Record, which just is probably a good cool. thing. And Spills, you haven't really been up to anything except joined in the UFO hunt no, the other night. Yeah. Apart um, from that, pretty quiet. Got a new really. car? Yeah. That's, that's so paranormal. Car. Well, 
Oh, I don't know. Like, I said to Spills today, how did you feel dropping off your car? Like, because it was like his old car that we've been on many adventures, on many investigations to. How did you feel dropping that off for the last time? It was actually a bit of a... So I got into the car after work and I started driving <laughs> towards the dealership and I was like, you've been a really good car. Thanks for getting me to places. Thanks for not ever breaking down on me. <clears throat> See you later. Watch me turn this into a paranormal topic right now. <laughs> so do you reckon if your car had picked up an attachment on one of these investigations, it might still be haunted? Someone might be buying a used and haunted car. Fuck yeah, I never like, thought of that. Turned it paranormal, boom, I can do anything. Well That's done. Right. Well done. Look, it's a possibility. That car's done a lot. It's been I to mean, a lot of bloody places. I reckon the Ouija boards was sat in it for about eight months yeah. <laughs> without being taken out. So. It's probably demons running loose in this thing. Possibly. God damn. Let's hope. Whoever buys them wind up turning into like an If these tyres could talk. <laughs> <laughs> there was a horror movie called Rubber about a, a tyre that was killing people. We'll have to watch it one day. But anyway, so, so you got a new car. It was kind I of have. a sad thing to see it go. But the new maybe, cars. Maybe it's because you're becoming detached from all these familiar spirits you're riding around with over the years. It's a possibility. So I'm just maybe that's why he got sick. Hey. My car got me sick. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Like stuff you, you're cursed. Uh, only a couple yeah. of days. It's a cold, okay? No, it's a Actually, curse. it really hit me today. But anyway, we're not yeah. here to talk about my illnesses. <laughs> I haven't got my violin. Oh, I thought you were going to say well, something It was a small there. one, was it? Well, smalls? That's why I can't find it. It's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get into the meat of the podcast. A half hour into the show. What times have we got? We're going to start with Spills because you've said the least tonight. Might as well start off with you. You've been... Pretty busy, because I decided I want to ask you something that's related to your real world profession. And I think this is something that could be very useful for people to know. Now, what a lot of people might not know is, and I'm not going to say exactly what you do for a job, but you work in occupational health and safety for a very large, is it a company? Yes. It's like a resource company. It's yeah. like huge, like it's that's statewide anyway. Correct. So, so you have to know a lot about worksite safety, having people working around different types of um, locations that yeah. aren't always safe, blah, blah, blah. And that's a lot of what happens in the paranormal. A lot of investigators will see a, an old house or inquire about an old house. It might be run down, falling down. It might be in a farmer's field, whatever. They want to investigate it. Usually in the dark, people are going to get hurt. So, I've got to, so we've got to ask you. We've got an occupational health and safety expert. What... What is a way that people can be safer in those situations? How, how, how does someone go about that kind of assessing? I know you can't really do like a four-hour workshop right now, <laughs> but some tips and stuff like people are assessing a location for a potential investigation okay. for a group of people. Well, uh, in all honesty, I, and we all do it to a certain degree. You know, we will assess risks, when, whether we're driving, whether we're walking down the road. And that's just what, even crossing a road, you know, we look left, we look right, there's no traffic, so we cross sort of thing. Similar sort of thing when you go out and investigate, you go to a location and you might look at the structure of the building, make sure there's no, you know, panels falling off the walls, ceilings, those sorts of things, broken glass. No fire extinguishers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, Probably a big one for me is um, more the biological types of hazards. So places that are abandoned with pigeons and a lot of animal feces, fecal matter, all that sort of stuff, you know, inhaling that sort of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um, you know, it can cause some real adverse <laughs> health effects. So I that suppose one there, also 
you've got, if you're going to breathe stuff in, a lot of older buildings are built with asbestos. Exactly. That was going to be my next one. And, I mean, do we all know what it looks like? If it hasn't got a big warning sign next to it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, asbestos is another big one. So I'm always in a new location. I'll look out for uh, asbestos. And the problem with asbestos is it can come in many forms. Um, asbestos is actually relatively safe if it's intact. Um, it's once you start disturbing it, knocking it, uh, those sorts of things where the fibres can, can be released and, and inhaled. So that side of it, um, uneven ground, a lot of the time we're working in dark locations as well. So another thing I do is if I'm walking around a, a location, I hate having my torch on 90% of the time. So I'll actually walk to the place with the torch on, set up, and then the torch goes off. Yep. So become familiar with your surroundings. Um, and then the other side of it, walking into objects, banging your legs, shins, that happens to me all the time still. Right. That's just part of the year. So you would suggest doing a daytime walkthrough of a location if possible? Yeah, look, if possible. If you can't, have a torch, be aware <coughs> of your surroundings. Um, even jump online and have a look at the different types of asbestos and see in what forms it can come On in. the registers? Um, On a register or something? Yeah, look, again, a lot of places... For a lot of pay places that are still businesses, yeah, you'll be able to get the asbestos register. But for for a lot of abandoned places and, and ruins, those sorts of things, <coughs> yeah, it's usually unavailable. But um, what I was saying, if you go on Google, type in types of asbestos, you'll get a good understanding of what it looks like, what products it was made in, included in, and those sorts of things. Asbestos is only really dangerous if you disturb it in the air and you breathe. Yeah, exactly right. But if you're crawling through the dust... And it's all settled. You're kicking that all up again. So yeah, look, I mean, <coughs> I've investigated. Asbestos <laughs> 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 I've investigated a few places with asbestos in them, you know, and and a couple of those places were um, had the yellow stickers on the walls saying. So just one of those face masks is that what you'd recommend? Yeah. So P two particle <coughs> two face mask. Oh, here there we you go. go. Look, if you really the the problem with asbestos is that it can stick to clothing. Um, you can inhale it if you really. So if want you're to... pulling your shirt off and it's on your shirt, you might get it. Exactly that. right. Oh. You disturb it. So, you know, um, I know three work when asbestos is handled, they have the full disposable suits on, masks, goggles, those sorts of things, gloves, and then once they finish the work, they remove all that clothing, place it in a bag, seal the bag, and that sort of thing. So look. But you've gone, I know you've gone to places where there's yeah, asbestos definitely. and you, I don't see you wearing these full nah. things. What, what, what are you typically with, doing? With the so high-vis, you... with the face mask, <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, miner's yeah, hat. Yeah. Yeah. What, are, so, what are you doing to make yourself, because I know just, you're not dumb, you don't want adverse health, you've yeah, got, you got a family and all that. So what are you doing while Look, you're again, in asbestos isn't dangerous. So if, for example, asbestos ceiling, asbestos walls, those sorts of things, it's not dangerous at all in its current state, you know. If you walk in and there's walls being kicked in with big holes in them and, and you're fairly certain that that material is asbestos, walking through, kicking up the dust, look, you, there's a potential for you to be exposed. Yeah. Um, and that's just the, the risk of it, I guess. I've been in locations where um, another form of asbestos is cladding. So a lot of hot water pipes. Um, oh, really? Used to contain <clears throat> asbestos cladding around them to because uh, they're a great heat retardant. So... There's another example. So I've been in areas or service tunnels and those sorts of things where um, the piping's been clad with asbestos. And usually, as long as you don't touch it, 
yeah. don't kick up dust everywhere walk through it nicely or slowly those sorts of things has there been so, locations because yeah. we've been some we've all been some hairy locations has there been any that you've looked like gone that I'm just not going in that because that's just um, not safe. I'm going to die or get severely injured. And what, what did it take for that to happen? In all honesty, my biggest fear uh, when it comes to health effects and adverse health effects from potential you know, hazards and those sorts of things is animal feces, fecal yeah. matter. Yeah. You know, especially pigeon poo. Pigeon poo contains so much bacteria. Um, it can get you really sick. So, wow, well, yeah. that'd be like a lung infection, not just yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy, like kill yeah. you, it can potentially kill you. Yep, so wow. there you go. But that's probably my biggest fear. Um, so basically, your top tips are look out for animal feces, so yeah. that just might be especially bird stuff if it's only where they're roosting, it could be just piled up. Yeah, um, look out for asbestos that's been disturbed or has kicked in. Obviously, make sure there's nothing for you to walk into, smashing your legs into, make sure the ground's even, or just know that it's Yeah, not be even. aware of your surroundings. Um, yep. So really, it's just all common sense. There's nothing more than common sense when exactly it comes right. to this. Look, one thing I do in my car, I've got a bottle of anti-back. So as soon as I finish investigating, I jump in the car and I use the anti-back. Oh, Clean your hands yep. off and so you're it's a bit good. of a protection type thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> you spray protection. yourself with white sage at the beginning too. <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> antibacterial white sage, holy water. Look, I'm really <laughs> scared about <laughs> catching something from pigeon shit. You just hear so many stories of it, you know. Oh, it's... oh all the time. <laughs> no, you do. And cats are the worst. So he probably does in his work. Actually, you probably hear a lot. Are you more having as... a go at my cat? No, 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 not your cat. But, but cats are cats are outside, and they like to chase birds, and they walk on roofs, and that sort of thing. No, she doesn't. And there's been <laughs> there's been a heap of documented um, cases where cats have come in, and their owners have pat them, slept with them, those sorts of things, and they've contracted this bacteria <clears throat> from pigeons from the cats. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know if you can ask this question. I'm going to ask it anyway. Have you ever been at work and seen something come past your desk where something's happened, occupational health and safety-wise, and you've thought that could just easily have happened on a paranormal investigation? Um, I know you, what you work in is very different to paranormal yeah. investigation work, but, you know, is it... Is it do you... Because you don't read a lot about people getting hurt on investigation. You hear a lot, but real-world injuries do happen. Is there a lot of stuff that you find can cross over? Um, nah, look, I guess the exposure side of things is the biggest one. Um, probably the other biggest one is public threat you know even even through work um, public threat's a big one where you're investigating you could potentially and we've encountered it before Ash where we've been in abandoned locations and stumbled across homeless people um, we've come across drug deals those sorts yeah. of things so that's probably another big risk as well so just be aware of your surroundings that's the the key what you were saying is something I always do is I carry bug spray with me when I go to Gladstone Jail. Yeah, that's a great idea. Bug spray as well. Those fuckers are everywhere. Because <laughs> 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 that's why an occupational health safety is more of an annoyance. That's an annoyance. I guess oh, if they're carrying like the malaria or something, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Zika, no, but, Zika but there's nothing worse than, you know, so you always spray yourself and then... We used it a few times the other night on different areas because it was just, yeah, warm summer, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And that, um, you, you could add to that and make yourself super double protect from bugs. 
with a bug sweep as well. Yes. Ah, make sure though, if you do have insect repellent, you have a safety data sheet. <laughs> God, what the hell is that? <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, look, I won't go into is, it. Is this but, sort of like we have to have the that, first aid kits and you have to cross yeah, off so you took you one band-aid? You, you, that's it? Don't I? Oh, it's... I won't get into it. It's too long. All right. We won't get into that. Google we'll save that for the four-hour workshop. <laughs> Which we'll probably never ever do because I couldn't think of anything Maybe more we boring. Could... Not to give no, you no, no, about your job, yeah. but it would be terrible. Yeah, Maybe we could um, advertise that on the orb video. There you go. That's what we'll do. The paranormal, the paranormal guide presents occupational health and safety Actually, investigation workplace. It's probably one biggest thing, and, and you know, look out for the people you're going with. So if you identify something that might not look right, let your team know. Let whoever you're with know. Oh, look, I think that could be asbestos. Don't just look at it and go, that might be asbestos and not There's say anything. There's a massive spider web in front of you. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, well. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest thing. So second opinion, share the love. Exactly right. Yeah. Excellent. Occupational health and safety sounds like an interesting, albeit a little bit, bit of a dry oh. industry to be in, but it's important. Drag. And it's important with what we're doing, especially going into all these old decrepit buildings. It's, you know, just a couple of pointers to, you know, to look out for so I've that you're safe. i thought to look at the ceiling to see if it's falling in, though. Until you okay. set it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you're in there and the bloody thing falls on you. Yeah. You're pinned out in some farmer's field. He comes along, sees you trespassing, and shoots you in the head with your right, with rifle. That's not going to be great. Where's your ghost box? <laughs> <laughs> Do a ghost box. All right. Well, cheers for that. Cheers for bringing us up the speed on some occupational health and safety tips. Glad to give assistance, Ashley Hall. I'm going I'm to talk about something now, I think, before Yay! we jump back to you, Tom. Ah. <laughs> All right, so, so myself, I did the, the typical thing. I went out and found myself a bit of a strange article for us to discuss. And this one happened, this one is titled, it's about time travel. And, you know, if you've been on Facebook, I don't know what kind of pages and groups you guys have been part of, but have you seen it? They come through and someone will see something odd in a video or an old yeah. post, in an old photo or an old sculpture, and I'll go, this is proof of time travel. These people didn't have this technology. Someone must have gone back in time and, you know left their PlayStation 4 in the hands of some fucking Aztec whatever, you know? And, and you know, some will cite some dodgy-looking sculptures proof of that. And I found one of those recently. I thought it was interesting enough to talk about anyway. And it is, you know, it is titled, This Bizarre Photo Has Paranormal Investigators Convinced Time Travel Has Already Happened. Now, you two have I've sent the link to you. You've yes. had a brief look. You might not have read the article. The article didn't really matter too much. Well, it probably should, but I'm saying that. But yeah, but just, just to recap, and as always, the link to the article is in the description for the podcast, so you can read along at home to get into it yourself. But yeah, it's, it's basically, the, the headline reads, The ancient Greek funerary relief sculpture from a, uh, 100 BC shows a young attendant girl holding an object that appears to be open at a right angle for a, distinguishing, for a distinguished looking woman to view. That is just what the object is described as on the museum or wherever it's kept. Now, this gentleman who, like, has seen this photo believes what it is showing is a laptop complete with two serial ports. Well, that's what he presents in his video until at the very end where he says, well, maybe it's not. <laughs> that's what you do to cover your ass. I've done it many times in my articles. Now... <laughs> But yeah, but how does that actually prove that time travel is possible and has already happened? So what? So what they're saying is, or one of his theories is, someone with a laptop has gone back in time to 100 BC or whenever this sculpture was sculpted, and is obviously showing someone this laptop. 
But basically, it's just showing there's technical technology that's out of place. They shouldn't have a laptop 100 BC. So these guys have something 2,000 years earlier than they should, and they're citing, or one of the things they're citing is someone's gone back in time and left it there or shown it to someone or whatever. That's great. I'm glad they still had battery. I'm sure Wi-Fi connection was still available there. Fantastic. With but no this, electricity. Well, the battery, you take a charge with you. You've got like nine, ten hours on your laptop. You could mess up a timeline with ten hours, I reckon, yeah. a video. Shit, just showing them well, a video would make them freak what, out. What would be interesting is if it was an Apple <laughs> yes. or just a shitty Windows-based Laptop. <laughs> you want to show them the future future? No, well, because, I mean, if you took a shit Windows-based laptop, you're probably looking at two hours battery life, not ten. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so... so, anyway, it, must, so that, it looks like in the, in the second picture that it's got a stylus. Yes, so so the, the um, critics have come back and said, well, look, this is probably just, you know, an ancient writing thing with a stylus, blah, blah, blah. But I don't even really care about the article. I'm just using that as a way to bring up a talk about time travel. And, you know, and the ethics involved in time travel, if it was possible. You know, things such as not leaving behind this kind of technology. Because you know what that's going to do to the timeline. So, first thing I want to ask you guys, have you seen any of these kind of other things that are supposedly evidence of time travel, such as the Charlie Chaplin video, which shows the woman supposedly talking on a mobile phone in the 19 Isn't whatever. there photos, um, I think it's around the JFK assassination. The hipster, the, the hipster, the time traveling hipster, it's got the guy with the sunglasses and yeah. the t-shirt on. Yeah. Stuff like that, and people are signing this all as proof. And when you look at it, and especially that, uh, I'm not sure if it was JFK, but I know the one you're talking about, the hipster, time traveling mm. hipster, with the sunglasses and what looks like a t-shirt on with like a logo off. And then why don't you think, well, that does really, really look out of place because... And he's got a, a digital camera, uh, well, a camera that was not from that time. something anyway, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people have said it's... Said it's like a mobile phone or a digital camera, but, but you got to remember when we look at these kind of uh, objects and these pictures, and these sculptures, these are just things that we're not expecting to see, but they might definitely have had at the time. I'm not saying laptops in ancient Greek, but we don't normally see what the teenagers and that of the time, you know, let's just say it was JFK assassination, what they're wearing, and we're normally only seeing videos of you know the nice women, all the print dress, the nice fifties housewives and stuff. So we're not used to seeing this, and then when we see these things. Which actually exists. They had t-shirts. They had yeah. fucking sunnies back in the 1950s. You know, and we think, wow, that's out of place. Maybe time travel does exist. But once again, that's not even the point of what I'm talking about. What's <laughs> I, I guess what's interesting, and just having this discussion now, um, a lot of these photos where they think we think they're on a mobile phone, digital camera, this <clears> particular <throat> photo now with a laptop and those sorts of things. Um, we're looking at that picture and we're relating it to technology that's around today right so familiar oh, things yeah so so we're, we're putting a um our spin on it yeah that's right and you know there's a number of um artifacts that have been found there's a number of um other um art that's you know uh, ancient art that's that's been out there uh where there's objects in it that we can't <laughs> relate to you know and put anything to so we call yes. them ufos usually yeah, no. <laughs> in paintings <laughs> but yeah but, but and, and, you know, so, yeah, look, I don't know. It, it could be anything. It could be a mirror. It could be, who knows? It could be anything. Look, it's probably just, a, like I said, probably a shallow, um, like, writing Actually, tablet. look at, why the fuck couldn't it be a box of Cadbury milk tray? 
Some, yeah. Someone went back in time and left side fuck it. Ancient box Greeks, of favourites, yeah. Yeah, some, you know, some like favourites. Opening the box. Oh, I'm going to have that chocolate. Or it could be, here's the cutlery <clears throat> tray. Which knife do you want? Here's the silver I stole from the masters. <laughs> Do you How want this necklace tonight a bit like Pretty Woman? It could be a Pretty Woman Possibly. scenario. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a Here's my washing, fold it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hundred different things yes. that could be that might have existed back in no, those I think, times. No, I think what she's really <laughs> saying is, here's the keys to the DeLorean. <laughs> Obs- obviously, that's that. That's that sports almanac. Exactly. <laughs> with all the with all the answers for all the games coming up. Yeah. But anyway, the reason why I bought this up was it's nice that we talk about that. But I just want to ask you guys: if you guys went back in time, and you could take anything with you, let's say you take anything with you, and even if you don't own it, anything at all from this time with you, what do you reckon would be the worst thing you could leave behind? That you know, because it would do Ooh, some sort of damage that's a good or question. fuck up the timelines. It's there. What do you reckon is the worst thing you could take with you? Do you know what would be the worst thing? I'd go back to Greece 100 BC with my laptop, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'd show it to this person, ask to get it sculpted, and allow this argument to happen in the first place. Just to fuck with people. Just start taking things. That's what I'd do. I'd take things just to shits and Google, take back things, leave things there that look like they could obviously be from this time, but they could also be from their time just to watch the lunatics try to piece it together as some time travelling mystery. That's a, I've never thought of, that's a tough question to answer. because yeah, I've really not given this a lot of thought. Why not? That's a tough question I to answer. I think I'd take um, some of the things we take for granted. Yeah. Something like. I mean, I mean, I'm a bit of a foodie, but you know, maybe take some cans of Coke or something. <laughs> Give everyone diabetes, fucking ten centuries earlier. Tan, you're Tarn evil. Responsible for eradicating humans. You're evil. No, well, just think of the. Have you seen that movie? Well, the gods must, must be, be crazy. crazy. Yeah, true. Oh well, yeah. Get some guy on his quest to return this. Coke, Coke bottle. bottle. So you're gonna have to do a. You're gonna have to go out and buy one of those five dollar thirty bloody liter glass Coke, Coke bottles just to do that. So you're gonna spend big money just to leave it back in the time stream. I like this big spender. Spills. What would you be up to? I have absolutely no idea. Um, what would I take back? Wow. Modern woman. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah that, fashion that magazine could, that, that could would, that could upset some that that could be interesting that would fuck a modern fashion magazine oh, yeah. a modern fa- a victoria's secret catalog oh my god yeah picture magazine picture Imagine magazine that. that'd stare the shit yeah i'm i'm glad i didn't have to say that one <laughs> So we're both trying to stir the shit. You want to take a nice treat, which might, <laughs> which might turn into some horrible, um, epic journey. Some guy's going to have but, to but, go okay, to return. Okay, it. so so we believe we are becoming more evolutionised as time goes on, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So the we believe we believe right? what we have today is better than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yes. So, with that in mind, you think about the beautiful wines we're getting out of places right now, right? Barossa. Okay, Barossa, one of my favourite wine regions, right? So, let's just say we took it back and said, hey, this is what you can do. Could you imagine how awesome the wines would be? You want to go on a time-travelling wine-tasting odyssey? (laughs) 
That's you know, not bad. Do you know what I would do? Because just, I don't know how the cocktails would work. So Just thinking about it now, I would rewrite the Bible and take that back and change religion as a whole and really fuck with it. Well, you could influence that much. You could influence you a could lot by influence. changing there, in that book. There wouldn't be yeah. wars. Oh, imagine it. Oh, no, 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 there would be because it's still the priests and whatever still analysing it, making it whatever they want it to be. Well, maybe there's not priests. Or rewrite the Bible to say that I'm God. Oh, God. God. <laughs> so we've got this five foot six Greek guy. Five foot seven. Four. Five foot seven Four. Greek guy <laughs> is, is our new God. Spilios is our no. new God, everybody. I would, I would influence change in the Bible <clears throat> so religion was fucked completely. I want to talk about this just for a short while. What would be your holy day if there was one? How would you want people worshipping you? Well, That's, uh, to me, I don't think it's about worshipping. I think it's about people worshipping themselves for who they are. I want the peeled grapes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your wine taste. You know, you you know <clears throat> society's been stuck. I don't want to go on the religion rant now, but I'm going to... You already have. have. <laughs> go for yeah. it. A lot of religious society is stuck on this belief, and, and it has for centuries, on on praying to a god and... and Offering us money up. And all that sort of shit. <laughs> when, why not respect yourself and pray for yourself as in you know um that whole your body's a temple i don't want to go down that avenue but you know it is um and i think that's where people get it wrong no such thing as a god so if what started off as a time travel question and up the spills being a god rewriting religion (laughs) hey we never know what's going to happen on the Paranormal Guide podcast when we begin. We don't know where these conversations are going to take us, and thank God for that, because God bless. Well, not God bless, Spills bless everyone. That's right. <laughs> Spills bless everybody. You know what? You've got heaven. Oh, hang on, there'd be Is no there such things. Be nah, no, no way. What's it going to be? What? Okay. How do ghosts work in your afterlife? It, it would be a rave. I've been to a ghost Who's rave. Who's DJing? Well, he's the <laughs> God he can't be DJ and God. Well, yes, he can. So I'm just going to try to fucking smack him out when playing on music. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Fuck you, Ogre. Excellent. Looks like we're all... Well, Tarn's going to have a great inter-time fucking wine tasting. Spills has turned himself into a God. I'm, I can't even remember what I was doing. Yeah, you anyway. haven't told us what you would do. You were what? taking a laptop. Oh, that's right. I was yeah, going to take the doing? laptop to allow that picture to come to be. This was my doing, everyone. So is that you, Officially, Ashley? right now... Is that now, you, Ash? Well, yeah, Why I, did you I, I grew my, like my hair out. A yeah, we know bit. that's bullshit because you got hair in that picture. <laughs> well, I had to go the Greek style. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Moving on, Tom. Okay. You, you've been. You, I do this thing. I do this thing where I go on these little jaunts around the countryside and discover cemeteries and places out the way, but mostly cemeteries. And I do a. It started looking for family trees and it just went, I'll look for everyone's tree. So, um, anyway, I I find a few interesting graves. Some of them have funny things written on them. Some of them have lots of funky things put around them, obviously. Fucking te- teddy bears but, and Tupperware yeah, containers. <laughs> but the one that sticks out to me, um, I went on a road trip. Um, another thing I did in the last few weeks, um, I went up to Pinaroo, which is 7Ks off the... South Australian, um, Victorian, New South Wales sort of border there. It's about 250 k's out of the city. And I came across a cemetery there. 
Pinnery's only got a very small population, so <coughs> the tour of the town didn't take long. So I went to the cemetery and was having a look around, and I found this grave. And it's a very new-looking headstone. Um, it's got the woman's name and her birth date and, you know, details about her late <coughs> husband and her children and her sisters yeah, we're looking and at her the grandchildren. It's a pretty full headstone. It's a beautiful-looking headstone. Now, as I do a lot of this sort of thing, you see lots of headstones where it'll say... Um, you can see where there's gaps left for a second name where it says mother and it's going to have and father put after it later and that sort of stuff. Well, this one is missing some information and it's the date that she died. Now, I do not know this woman has died. All I know is it looks like um, one of those stones which could be shuffled off the top and a coffin could be interred into it. But I did a bit of looking around. Now, um, her husband is buried. Um, I think it was Burial Barmer, which is probably an hour or so away from there. And he's buried with his mother. And he has already uh, died. I can confirm boy. that. But is she alive? Is she dead? Don't know. She'll be 90 years old this coming August. Um, yes. What's the story here? You know, who paid for this grave and why? So why hasn't it got ready. a day to die? You know, I have all these little theories floating around in my head. So not necessarily paranormal, but more historical in that yeah. you've found this headstone. And because a headstone is really interesting because you see a headstone and you do get a really interesting mm. snapshot of someone's life. You'll exactly. See, you usually see some relative's information. You'll see the born. You'll see the date. You'll get a little squiggle and then you yeah. get the death and, date. And you can get things like information. You can work out that one was married, you know, before that one died and this one's yeah. not that one's child. You can get all these little stories. But this one doesn't have a death date. Now, I've searched the children, the sisters, um, all of them cannot find any of them apart from his um, <coughs> war record. I actually went and looked that up oh, okay. <laughs> and confirmed that he did die. So um, I'm not sure if we're going to say the name. Leave the name off. Well, leave the name now. off, right? <coughs> yeah. So, but my question is, why would you not have a died date on a headstone? So, well, okay, first of all, we can answer the question. So maybe she hasn't died. She doesn't have a death date. So we'll ignore that. Okay. <laughs> so we'll assume she's died. We'll try it, although we can't really do that either. But let's assume 90 years old, pretty damn old. Why wouldn't there be a death date? And so what you're saying is you've been in the cemeteries and you're finding all these little mini mysteries on the headstones where you want to learn a bit more about yeah, So maybe I life. can tell you sort of one every sort of podcast because yeah. I find lots of funky but, stuff. But that's not even what I'm getting, I'm getting at. So you've got like the, the bond. So the person's life is right there. You've got born, you've got their date, blah, 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 August 1926. You have died... You know, two on their head, so you have a squiggle, then died, blah, blah, blah. And that squiggle isn't a person's entire fucking life. Hmm. That squiggle there, that little gap between the born and dead. And you want to know what's happened in that time that would have this headstone right now to be in this state without a death date, with husbands and that moved all over. So basically, there's a, there's a lifetime of information that you want to find out uh, hmm. to ask this question. Yeah, and it's <clears> driving me insane because I can't find the answer. Well, let's, let's answer this question in general. Try to. What, what are some reasons that you guys can think of that there wouldn't be a death date on someone's headstone? They're not dead yet. Then, yep, so that's... So why is the headstone made then? <clears throat> Could be in preparation. Perhaps she has Alzheimer's. She's mm. palliative care. They thought they'd show her what it looked like. <laughs> this is what before you leave the marbles, that's what you had. So yeah. like, um, here's I'm your beautiful what my headstone looks going to look like, though. Perhaps, it's all right, it spills and I got it sorted. <laughs> perhaps she passed away and they didn't find the body for 
a month, two months, a while, you know. You just... Then they do an interred date, I think. Okay. That's what I believe. They're doing that sort of case. What about... Okay, so, so I actually just Googled. I just Googled... Why might a headstone not have a date? That's, I just literally Googled that. A death that. date? A death date. or Yeah, date of death. And I, I actually came across a page which actually had four reasons, four pretty good reasons. None of these might be relevant, but one is a person had their um, headstone pre-cut and then one person scribed a memorial, maybe they later broke up and they died and they saved money, they've kept the same headstone. So that's just information that's submitted, probably not in this case. There was none left or capable of inscribing the death date on the memorial. A person was buried there after a period of time due to weather or other causes and the exact year not remembered. Okay. So, so that's a, a reason. And finally, engraver did not follow through on request for financial or other reasons. <laughs> so those are the four main reasons that, okay. that were given on this website I found. But, and I also found a comment on a forum which reads, My grandmother died in the winter and her ashes were buried four months later. I found when I went down to where she was buried three years ago that the date of death had never been added. No family lives in the area, and on top of that fact, the funeral home had changed hands. So there's a shit yeah. of reasons. Well, yeah. But finding out this reason is going to be really quite interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> he, he died, um, I haven't got the information directly in front of me, I did look it up, I think it was uh, 60. So he did make it back from the war, obviously, because had the children... You know, interesting, the thing that, just from what I read, I've read a lot of headstones, you know, I've, I've found, you know, wives that have died and the husband and the new wife are buried directly behind her and all sorts of funky stuff. But this <laughs> really one, drama. The, the one thing that, that sort of doesn't, people talk about their children and their grandchildren. Why has it got love sister? Because when they start talking about siblings, to me, that indicates that they weren't married. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Or like there was, um, for some reason, your siblings were more important. But it also has this big thing about her, about him. <clears throat> so, you know, and it's quite a big write-up. It talks about his, um, what do they call that? His, service record? His sort of service record. And it's not just his, it's got his number. You know, it says what rank he was. Um, it says which um, part he was in. So it's quite, you know, there's, there's three lines on there. Dedicated to a man that's not in that ground. Perhaps it's a memorial. And they're not... They never found it. Well, here's, but but why have they left thing. it blank? Why have they left it blank? So this cemetery They've got died. Then, so this cemetery then, why don't you find out who the groundsman is? Give them a call and say, this jumped out at you and you'd like an answer. If you go onto their website, it even doesn't list a death date. Okay. To the website for the cemetery. Maybe look, she might not be there. I reckon you need to go out in the middle of the, in the middle of the night for a long handled shovel. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, maybe there is no. Have you got a crowbar or prize at <laughs> the top right, of that off? No, I must I don't do a lot of I don't do any grave desecration. You're not a grave vandal, that is good to hear. No. No. But it's a very modern I mean, there's some beautiful symbolism with the doves and the ceramic flowers. I'm just Yeah. Why? Ask that question. I want to know why. If we post this picture into our um, links... We probably could post the picture and just blur out all the details and, and well, just why, leave the... Why, uh, why do we have to blur out the details? It's in a public <clears> place. <throat> I don't know. I've, look, I've been on forums, and I'm not answering. You can do what you want. But um, I've been on I've been forums and groups and people that have posted up photos of headstones. And if they're taking photos of the headstones where you can see the writing, that people just rip into them. And I don't know why. So you find a lot of... Uh, 
good cemetery um, photographs are taken from behind the headstones. I don't know why people get it. Maybe it's personal or something. I don't understand that myself, but yeah, it's up to the families, of course. But Are you saying you won't post it? No, no, I'm saying you, if you want to post I'll post it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, like I said, it only takes it. a cease and desist to get me to take something down. Oh, look, <laughs> if we got contacted by... Like, I mean, the thing is, it's in a cemetery. To me, it's, it's in a public location. Anyone can walk into that cemetery, you know, seven days a week during daylight hours yeah. and get that... You know, same photograph, you know? That is true. You know, it's it's not like I jumped fences and climbed under security gates and, you know, sucked in a heap of asbestos to get this photograph. (laughs) I actually was driving my car past the grave because (laughs) it was a hot day and I was just driving on the roads in the cemetery that you could... So you were driving over the graves, pretty much? No, no, no. These are all all, um, sealed sort of stone graves. But there's roads wide enough you can drive. I was joking. It's not hickledy-pickledy. So I put this question to you guys. When you die, and it's not an if, it's a when... What do you want me to get put on your graves? I have to stop you right there. You always not heard the real early podcast. He's also he's planning like one of our old hosts to get cryogenically frozen to live forever. That's right. But anyway, it's, he can still have a headstone. No, he's going to no, have one. one. We're going to make you one. What how do you want written on it? Hang on. How come? Maybe that's what's happened to our friend here. He's cryogenically frozen. There you go. We solved the bloody mystery. There you go. Well, well done, Scooby. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Answer a question. <laughs> Okay, suppose you were to be, um, you know, Deaded. dealt with, yeah. dealt with like the rest of us mere folk. What <clears throat> would you like on your headstone? Ah, oh, that's interesting. Look, just probably the general shit. What, just a, a regular headstone? No, no just picture. like, no, no picture. Not a picture. Here lies Spilios Sogopoulos. Yeah, father of blah, 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 15,000 kids. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big Greek families are always great. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Loved That's by it, yeah. his eight brothers, yep. all that other yep. stuff. Really and, nothing funny, and to do don't with, want any quotes. To do with symbolism, <clears throat> do you need any little pictures? No pic no doves. No doves. Do you know what I'll do? Like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay a little extra on your headstone to get a little MP3 player and a and a speaker there just to play over and over again. Spilios oh, <laughs> Your ghost weird. box. <laughs> so I'll just go down there and get the yeah. ghost box response from yeah. you. Yeah, awesome. <clears throat> I've never awesome. really thought about it. No. You don't know. Just something simple. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Ash. Um, I know, I'd, I'd want something funny, but that, but all the ones you can think of, they're all the cliched like, "told you that would hurt," shit like that. And I don't want that. I'd want something new. I'm thinking, or something novel, or something that makes no sense. Like maybe I'll just get like the Wikipedia article for um. I don't know, pinatas just printed out. <laughs> it's like, here lies Ashley Hall, death, blah, blah, blah. It's just a Wikipedia article for how pinatas are made underneath uh, it. Just nonsensical crap. Picking yourself? Um, well, considering <clears throat> how much time I spend in cemeteries. <laughs> um, you, want a, you want a barrel plot in each one, don't you? And you'll be yeah. drawn and quartered and diced. Why don't you have a whole, have a whole cemetery with like... 50 headstones all saying the exact same thing no it's like you know you have like a flip book and you draw the picture different and you spin on the spot you're in a whirly world and you kind of like get like a tableau of Tarn's life flash before your eyes yeah yeah <laughs> like, like people do for their 21st do one for your death that continually plays at the cemetery in the middle of the night that'd be great yeah. it'd be great for investigators yeah especially awesome. if it's not known it's there well come on Tarn I, I actually <clears throat> want a very plain one okay 
just basically my name. There's many graves out there. Just Tarn. Just Tarn. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. No, no. Do you want a death date on it? Bloody Nothing. hell, in 50 years, some poor paranormal investigator is going to be tracking through some cemetery and going, man, I came across this weird bloody grave today. All it had was someone's name. Didn't have a birth date, didn't have a death date, yeah. didn't say anything. But all they have to do is Google and they'll know. They, well, all they have true. to do is listen to podcast no, 19 and they'll a know. A link to the Paranormal Guide podcast the URL. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. Look, we're nearly at the end of the show. We've just got one last quick segment, a new segment, something fun that I thought I'd do. It's going to take us five minutes. I've gone out. I found three very, very quirky, sort of paranormal-related, well, most of them paranormal-related stories. They're only a couple of paragraphs long. I'm going to read you a snippet of the headlines from each. You guys tell me which one you want to discuss, and I'll give you the rest of the story. Okay. I think these are very interesting stories. Ready? So here's your choice. First headline... Sexy Spirits, topless paranormal YouTube show goes viral. Second headline, call for biologists to study evidence for colony of baboons on Mars. Third headline, carers refuse to look after elderly man alone because his home is haunted. That one. You guys choose a answer if you guys can't work out which one, uh, rock, paper, scissors to decide. Okay. I want number one. Which one's that? The first one. The, strip, yeah. the, uh, the sexy, the sexy. The topless. <laughs> really? Yep. Rock, okay. paper, scissors. And Ready? You, and you yeah. want to go, you want to, go right. to the haunted Ready? home? Hang on, hang on, <clears throat> hang on. Can I just tell another little story? Go for it, go for it. <laughs> so, um, Sunday after Appy's birthday, <clears throat> I'm at Sydney Airport. And I'm sitting there with Emily. And we um, are pretty tired. We've been up most of the night. We've had very limited sleep. And we get a phone call from Qantas on the way going, oh, your flight's been cancelled. And I'm like awesome because i'm so tired <laughs> anyway so we get to the airport because the flight's now a bit earlier so we're sitting there in this sort of we find these two seats and there's a family opposite us and there's two little children that are probably seven or eight and they're talking in a different language <clears throat> and they're playing rock paper scissors but it's very different rock paper scissors because they oh, obviously no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> because they're going like this but the little boy he was the younger one every time he went for rock right but every time she went for scissors. But then we worked out what they'd do afterwards. Come a bit closer, Spills. Oh, no, it's not a slap, is it? No, no, no. Okay. What they'd do when... Right. Um, Tarns out of a chair, walk around table to when Spills. They, when they'd score it, it's like, let's say I've just lost the round, so I have to hold your cheek. <laughs> really? What? And then, let's say you lose the next round, so you're <laughs> <laughs> That makes no sense. I know. Seriously, ask Emily about it. It was the funniest thing. All right. Okay. Anyway, I want okay. number Hold one. On. So we do rock, paper, scissors, and whoever wins gets a heat cheek. <laughs> no, 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 no. We won't do that. Anyway, rock, paper, scissors. Look, I was in tears at the airport. Okay, right. you ready? Best of three. Best of three. Okay. Best ready? of three. You have to. All right. Go. One, two. Yeah, that's one for spills. That's scissors, paper. Rock to rock. We've got a draw. Lava wins. <laughs> <laughs> Lava beats it all. You lose, Tony. You can't just introduce new bloody <laughs> things into it. your goddamn rock <laughs> paper. Because they rock paper scissors laugh. All right, I'll go like this. You're done. It's out. It spills Don't wings. you guys watch Big Bang? No, we don't. Okay. Carers refuse to look after Ellie Man alone because his home is haunted. Catchphrase. An 87-year-old man is having trouble getting carers to come into his home because it's said to be haunted by up to 20 ghosts. Now, before I get into what which home this is and that, 
If you guys were carrot, nah, I don't even need us. Of course, what am I saying? All right, I'll give I you would the, have I'll, great cocktails every night. I'll no. give you, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the story. You guys can comment. So basically, a rundown story is John Humphreys of the Ancient Ram Inn. Well, he's had himself a little bit of trouble lately, and his daughter's had to hire a carer company to come in and to look after him. So he needs a bit of aid in his recovery. Obviously, they have to go to England's most haunted inn, which was built in 1845 on top of a pagan burial site, said to be haunted in every single room by and including a succubus. Now, these carers nice. are refusing to go in because they're getting the shit scared out. And apparently, TV um, cameras have caught them freaking out and running out of the place. And now the care company is saying, well, they can only go in two at a time. So now poor Mr. Humphreys is being charged for two carers for the same service. Comment. Hmm. Look. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Look, you do need to... T- I, I mean, <clears throat> you need to take into consideration the mental safety of these people as well. Yep. You know, So the psychological impact that it would have on them would be fairly significant <laughs> if they don't fully understand... Know, the whole paranormal thing so yeah. you know like we uh, never uh, get freaked <clears throat> out yeah of course yeah but don't forget though a lot of um so a lot of people that haven't investigated got into the paranormal you know they sit back and they go oh how could you do that you know they don't understand it's it's not doors slamming all night and and those sorts of things but maybe this place is <clears throat> Look, however you're looking at a town where you know it's probably decades worth of stories um, people haven't attended the place before. I tell you, have you, you guys have heard of the Ancient Ramen? You've seen yeah, it on TV? Yeah, yeah of course. Yes. So these, these carers then, these carers then um, have this preconceived idea of what to expect. Yeah. So, um, to me, that's the issue. Sacrifice, there's demons, there's meant to have been ritual sacrifice, all sorts of weird stuff has happened over and before this place's... Um, you know, when I was staying, it's ancient. How, how 1145, that is incredible for an age. And I'll That's post nuts. a photo. You'll see the article, guys, that when you're listening at home. But just to read a quote from it. So what's happened is that we have agreed with the organisation that we can bring two in. And obviously we've been funding that too because it's a haunted house. I can't argue with them. I've seen carers on the CCTV running down the stairs and heard them shouting and screaming on the microphone. So obviously they're scared shit out of them. Yeah. But this poor, poor gentleman is now, they're getting slogged double. So the, and carers can't be cheap. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> Why does this man want to stay there? He's lived there for a very long time. You, you haven't seen the Ram in. I'll send you some links. You'll know exactly why he stares. There's been a hundred bloody documentaries on the place. It's one of England's most haunted locations. It is just crazy. And he and and he stays there knowing that there's this sucker who's trying to force him into sex. You know, this 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 female demon that tries to get sperm out of him. All this horrible stuff. You know, crazy. Cra- well, not crazy. Like you dream about that stuff, Ash. Well, yeah, but but this lucky guy's you know living it. But, but, but at the end of the time, this care of company is getting double slog for the one client. Yeah, is that is that rough or is that... For something that's not proven <clears throat> to really, you know, be... Um... But come on, let's let's face it. We've all been in situations that where we go, I've got to get out of here. And don't tell me you haven't because I know you both have. Yeah. yeah, of course. And you've gone, I'm actually too scared, afraid uptight, stressed, whatever, <laughs> to stay in this location. And you couldn't do but it to on your own. But charge double. Is paint getting double the service? Not really, because... 
one they're doing just the job. Hold yeah. a hand, yeah. essentially. They're they might the be job. doing work too, but they're basically two people doing the work that one person should be doing. But yeah, I, don't, I just thought it was an interesting one, you know? How carers not doing their job because they're afraid Tell of themselves what, as well. If they pay my flights over there, I'm more than happy hanging out with the carers while they treat this gentleman for free. I thought you were going to say you'd care for them. No. You're wiping bums and stuff yeah, and nah. wipe, cleaning sacks. I don't know. I don't see you doing that. <laughs> Hey, carers have a pretty dirty job and each and every one of them are hero as far as I'm concerned. So there you go. Yeah. That's essentially the show for another episode, guys. Yes. Now, thank you once again for listening. Now, we've got some questions for you guys to answer related to the stories tonight and I'm going to read them out. Now, I've even made a note so I don't forget them this time. Awesome. Kudos to me. I was telling Spills ever since I got a Mac laptop up. My productivity has been up like 800%. It is fantastic. But anyway, so, uh, as you can remember, we covered the occupational health and safety stuff with spills. And the question was that is, have you ever been badly hurt yourself on location due to it being unsafe? Tan, headstone mysteries, I guess. Is that what we're calling it? Tan's tombstones was what we were calling Tarn's it. Tan's tombstones. Question right there. What do you want written on, on your headstone when you eventually die? Absolutely. And let us if know. you could just have a look at this picture and tell me when this woman died and settle my curiosity, I'd be really happy. Hey, even psychic readers give us a crack. <laughs> we always find that interesting as well. Why not? Someone can look at that phone and say, 1984, if they're right. Fucking fantastic. Okay. <laughs> All right. And also, what do you think would be the worst thing to leave behind in another time period? Answer that too. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening. And I've got a final note to take the show out on. And hopefully you don't get too upset by this, guys. But we have just listened to as officially the final episode of the Paranormal Guide podcast. And it won't be coming back ever again because we're changing the name. So we're looking for a new name for this podcast. So if you happen to have any suggestions for that, serious, comical, whatever, we just like to read comments from you guys, absolutely let us know. And if we haven't choose your name, what can we give them? Maybe they can come and investigate with us. Yeah, you can come investigate. Look, if you're in South Australia, you can come investigate with us sometime. If you're somewhere else, I'll I'll send you a random book on Paranormal Investigating stuff and Mentos. (laughs) I did, when we had that competition a while ago. Yeah, we did. I actually sent out Mentos to winners. In the mail. Awesome. <laughs> well, we haven't done that in a long time. So, yes, if you've got names or ideas for this podcast show, absolutely let us know um, in the comments section, which you can find at www.theparanormalguide.com slash podcast slash podcast 19. Sounds hard to find. It's really quite easy if you start on the Google. And with that, Ashley Hall, see you next time. Adios. Bye. Maybe. Okay.